1: Welcome to the Royally Us Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi, and this week it is all about Harry and Meghan's departure as senior working members of the royal family. We will let you know how they are feeling and what the Queen and Prince William really think about their exit. As always, I was joined by Molly Mulshine, the host of the Diva Behavior Podcast, and this week our royal commentator, Richard Fitzwilliams, joins us to give his take on Meghan and Harry's exit, plus if the palace will ever take them back. Molly, what a week in royal news. Such a crazy week in Royal News, and it was a crazy week in Christina News as well. You yes. have an announcement, right? I do. Yes, I am expecting baby number two, just like Meghan Markle. <laughs> so exciting. So I can't exciting. wait for them to be best friends. Yes, yes, yes. I got a baby number, uh, baby boy coming in June. So very exciting. So we're excited. So I, uh, who knows? I might be due right around the same time as Megan, which is funny because my first was due, uh, or my first was born like three days before Archie was. <laughs> wow. Wow, that yes. is so crazy. You guys are on the same wavelength. We're on the same. We're, you know, we're besties, so we, we planned it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank this you. Is so awesome. Such Thank great you. News. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Well, of course, we have to kick it off with Harry and Meghan announcing that they are no longer working senior members of the royal family. The palace confirmed the news on February 19th with a statement. Now, this was a month before their uh, agreement was set to expire, so it came a little bit early. Right. And I wonder why it came so yeah. early. They were
0: supposed to have a full year of sort of a trial period, mm-hmm. but I guess they just
1: decided, you know, we're over it. Yeah. They were, they were like, we're done. We're moving on. We're doing this interview. We have our Netflix deal. We have Spotify. And yeah. we don't really need it anymore, but it was surprising. So in this statement from Buckingham Palace, they did say that they had to give up their royal patronages, which means that Harry no longer has his military ties um, and he's no longer working with a lot of the charities and organizations that he has worked with for a very long time. So I'm sure that that was kind of a hard pill for him to swallow.
0: Right. And Megan will no longer be patron of the National Theater, which apparently has been a little bit controversial. Some members of the board of the National Theater wanted to keep her on. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And they do still have a few organizations that they are patrons of in a private capacity. So mm. that will continue.
1: Yeah, I know that some of the rugby patronages, they were a little bit surprised by this as well. Um, so, and I'm sure, you know, he's worked very closely with them over the years. And I know that that's probably, uh, sad for him as well. But these will be now be distributed between other members of royal families. So, um, they will be working with different, different members. So yeah, so this was a, a big announcement. And following, uh, the announcement, Harry and Meghan released their own statement saying that service is universal. Now, a lot of people were saying that this is could be a dig at the palace, and a lot of people were surprised that they released a statement of their own.
0: Yeah. I mean, I saw it two minutes after I saw the Queen's statement, and I was like, wow, they didn't waste any time no. with that. And I just
1: can't really think of any reading of this that isn't a dig at the palace. Yeah, yeah right? No, totally. I mean, when she, when, you know, the, the palace basically said, you know, you have to be a working member of the Royal family to do these services. And then when they're saying service is universal, they're pretty much saying we could have done both, but you know, it, it's just a Royal rule. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you can't, you know, live in California and then probably work and do your service in London. It's just not working, especially in these times too, with everything going on with COVID. So who knows how that's going to change in the future, but it was a little bit of a dig in there.
0: Yeah, and I don't really blame them for saying that because they must be frustrated. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard to think of who this is really benefiting. Like, True. who is going to benefit from the Queen's Commonwealth Trust no longer having Harry and Meghan and instead having, like, maybe Princess Anne? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's going to translate because Harry and Meghan just have a certain level of Stardust with yeah. associated with them that some other members of the royal family don't have. So no, it seems they're as frustrated as the patronages are, and I
1: don't know. I, I agree. I mean, it's like why can't we change these rules? Like nobody's saying. Like the queen is the one that can change them, and it's like I I, I understand both sides, but yes, maybe maybe see how it would have worked. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's it's tough to kind of figure this out. And especially their trial period was such a weird year that they couldn't really come back and do any of the work and kind of prove that they would be able to do both. So I think that was probably hard for them as well.
0: That's true. And one mm. last thing that I would say about it is I think their clapback was probably intended for the men in gray suits, as Diana called them, mm. and not for the queen herself. Because mm. I think they're more railing against
1: the establishment and not against Harry's grandmother. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. I agree with you. But, you know, they got right to work doing and proving that service is universal, and they are lending a helping hand to Genesis Women's Shelter and Support in Dallas after the unprecedented weather crisis in Texas, which left so many without water and buildings severely damaged. And so they're kind of doing their part, uh, helping those in need. Yes.
0: They, this organization, Genesis, they... Sustained a lot of damage from winter storm Yuri and they wrote on Instagram that they were so happy to get the support from Archwell Foundation and it just seems like yeah, Harry and Megan are
1: jumping into that service right away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hitting hitting the ground running. And the couple they also made a surprise appearance on a Spotify stream event. So take a look at this. We're using podcasting to drive powerful conversations that inspire, challenge, and educate. We created Archwell Audio to make sure that we can elevate voices that maybe aren't being heard and hear people's stories.
0: I'm the biggest pod of this is trying to create this community of where you can share will encourage everybody else to then share their own vulnerabilities within that safe space
1: can't really see a baby bump but we, we tried. i know <laughs> i know she really didn't
0: do us any favors with the loose fitting dress come on megan
1: <laughs> but you know the, you know they are putting a lot of time and effort into their podcast and you know saying that they are using it to kind of promote different voices that you haven't heard and to kind of get their message across and we learned once and for all how to pronounce Archwell. Yes. <laughs> because
0: I don't think we've really heard them. Say, they probably said it on the podcast, but I didn't clock it at that point because I know a lot of people were saying, is it Arkwell or is yeah. it Archwell? So now we can put
1: that issue to bed. <laughs> put it to bed. And I mean, are you surprised that they were coming out with like some of these announcements, these appearances, and this charitable work so soon after the announcement of their departure? Or are they just like, okay, now we're done and we're going to move on? Yeah, it's really interesting timing, right? I mm-hmm. guess it is, you know, PR
0: 101 when, or, you know, Mad Men 101 mm-hmm. is if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. So they took a sort of dramatic moment and turned it into, okay, now look at all these things that we're doing. So I don't know. What did you think?
1: I don't, I mean, I think that they were just like, okay, this chapter is behind us, and now we're going to kind of move on and focus on what we really want to be doing. And like you said, change the narratives to have people talking about what we're doing in the future, not in the past. Right. So I think they're just kind of moving forward. I'm ready for a podcast episode two. I know. I feel like, wh- where has this been? <laughs> like, <laughs> this, yeah, the last, uh, we're going to get in, like I guess, every few months. I don't know. But we'll have yeah. to wait and see. All right. Well, we're going to break down more of Harry and Meghan's exit coming up, but let's get to some other royals in the news. Queen Elizabeth II um, will share a televised message ahead of uh, Commonwealth Day, and it's actually set to air hours before Meghan and Pre- Prince Harry's interview on March 7th. So where will the Queen be making these comments?
0: So she is going to be making them on BBC One. Mm-hmm. Normally she would be at a service at Westminster yeah. Abbey. People might remember last year, this is where there was that awkward moment yeah. between the Cambridges and the Sussexes mm-hmm. where you know one sort of snubbed the other. Right. So that's what this usually is. And yeah, now it's just going to be broadcast on television and of course, yeah, it's going to be a couple hours before their big interview. So, what do you
1: make of that timing? I mean, interesting timing. I don't think that that was like planned. I don't think the the queen is going to come out and say something snarky or <laughs> nasty about William. I I'm sorry, about Meghan and Harry. I just think that this was like just the timing of when they planned on doing the commonwealth uh announcement and just maybe that's where uh it who knows? I don't know. Maybe there is a hidden agenda there. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a coincidence. I don't think Meghan and Harry have any control over CBS's programming either. Right. But it is really funny to see how utterly convinced each side is online, on Twitter. The Meghan and Harry fans say the Queen is, like, disrespecting them, and the Queen fans say that Meghan and Harry have complete control of the TV schedule and have done this on purpose. And it's just like,
1: it's a coincidence. It's just, I think it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. We can't read too much into it, but it will be nice to hear the queen speak out. We haven't heard her in quite a few weeks and, like we said, you know, can't wait to hear what Meghan and Harry have to say in their interview. But I'm sure the Queen is definitely focused on Prince Philip right now because he is on the mend after being hospitalized as a precautionary measure. He has been in the hospital since February 17th, but is said to be in good spirits, but is fighting an infection, it seems like.
0: Yeah. So apparently, Prince William said on an appearance that he's doing okay and they're Mm -hmm. keeping an eye on him. Prince Charles has been to visit him, which is nice. He spent 30 minutes there after traveling from High Grove. Mm -hmm. So I guess the family is trying to kind of keep it together and not... Get too panicked.
1: No, definitely, but still scary. 99 years old. You never want him to be in the hospital with an infection. But, you know, as we have seen over the years, he is definitely a fighter. And I'm sure he's fighting this. And uh, like they said, keeping in good spirits. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure the Queen cannot visit him because of COVID restrictions and things like that. So hopefully he'll be home soon and, uh, you know, on the mend. Yeah. And it's good to know that his hospitalization is not COVID
0: related yes, as he and the queen have both had their jab as mm-hmm. they call it. Here <laughs> in the
1: oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> It's so funny. All right. Well, now it is time to spill the royalty and get more reactions from Harry and Meghan leaving uh, as working members. So we have reporting that they feel finally free after this big move. And I mean, I can kind of see that as well. Yeah, I mean you could
0: see it in the pregnancy announcement photo. Mm-hmm. They are literally foot loose and fancy free. They don't even have shoes on. So it <laughs> seems like they're feeling great about it and You know, the queen apparently was hoping that they would return, but
1: obviously, I think anyone could tell that that was probably not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that they ever had any intention of coming back, especially making the permanent move to California. You know, kind of settling down roots, doing the Netflix, doing the Spotify. You know, it it just seems like this was the next chapter for them, and they wanted to kind of leave this behind. It is very sad that it probably had to come to this, and it seems like some relationships are kind of severed at this point. Um, But it's just what they wanted to do to make, make each other happy. And there have been numerous reports about how Prince William feels about all of this. And rumors are swirling that he is not too happy about it.
0: Yeah, apparently he is shocked and saddened mm-hmm. about the way things went. And I think that includes about the statement that they yeah. made about service being universal. I guess he feels that it was disrespectful to the Queen. But, you know, I I just, I don't, I want to see them Be friends again. I I know. I do too.
1: I do too. I do too. But who knows? Who knows what the status of their relationship is at all? Because I think probably the last time they saw each other was at Commonwealth Day last year, um, because everything went into lockdown shortly after that. So you, you know, who knows what their relationship is like? I can't imagine that this whole situation helped. But uh, we'll see. And, you know, we're going to break this down even more. So let's break down the royal rules. And to help us break down this unprecedented departure is royal expert and commentator Richard Fitzwilliams. Take a look. Were you shocked that they released their own statement about the departure? And did you feel the line about service was almost a dig at the Queen?
2: I was absolutely um, transfixed. Well, I, I, I was very shocked by the fact that they appeared in a statement that was clearly angry. I was blindsided by their original departure Mm -hmm. when they wanted to step back and it turned out they had to step down because it was done so brutally. The Queen and Senior Royals only got 10 minutes notice of this. I felt that the problem with their response To uh, the fact that they, we know they're unhappy. Uh, Mm I totally accept that. And I'd like to have seen a a more balanced approach, especially since from the public relations point of view, every time they appear in public, or one of them does with another royal, people will be looking at the body language. And you've got problems many problems in the months and years to come on this if, thing, if things aren't brought to some form of solution but there is no doubt that the language used to appear to lecture the queen who ascended the throne in 1952 and is a symbol of national unity absolutely pivotal her dedication to duty harry and Meghan didn't last two years as royal um as senior working royals so i thought it was impertinent and i think in on reflection that sort of statement is very unhelpful but what it showed is how angry they are Uh, the question is how angry are they going to be on oprah and if so what are they going to criticize Mm, that's
0: true Absolutely. So there are reports that William is shocked and saddened by their choice. Do you think this is going to further the rift between William and Harry?
2: I would say that there's absolutely no doubt at all that at the moment relations between the brothers are very, very distant. I mean, Harry brought these rumors, which had, of course, occurred in many, many months out into the open uh, in a... ITV interview with Tom Bradley after their trip to South Africa and then they subsequently uh, emerged again in a book that I can only describe as a load of trashy nonsense on the whole anyway, Mm -hmm. but with Megan's inner circle cooperating and that was Finding Freedom it's perfectly obvious the only People they could have got some of that information from were, shall we say, the inner circle having consulted Harry and Meghan because the whole thing with Scobie and Carolyn Durand, I thought, um, uh, wrote a book that was so obsessed with luxury and name dropping uh, that it was almost an insult to its subjects. But the, the problem. It was that though the Queen, and this may be a guide to what happens in, on the Oprah interview, I don't know, of course, it's going to be 90 minutes, as you're aware, uh, but what may be a guide, in finding freedom, the Queen comes out very well, the Prince of Wales comes out extremely well, but the Cambridges don't. And it's perfectly clear the thought that William might have had doubts about Kate, about the thought that William might have had doubts about Megan, for example, and how that was expressed. Uh, Kate, how welcoming was she and all the rest of it? it may, I think that there's a very good chance if finding freedoms anything to go by. They'll be pretty icy about the Cambridges on Oprah.
1: Do you think that
0: Harry is going to regret this decision in the future?
2: I think part of him all regret some of it because his grandfather's ill at the moment and hopefully will be reaching his centenary very soon. Harry won't be able to be there probably because Meghan's pregnant and we are told it's estimated she's five months so... The baby is likely to be born in the summer and Harry may not be able to be at the special celebration, but that's just one example. I think, obviously, when your upbringing and your life has been, as his has, brought up to be a working royal, he has found the person he loves and unquestionably they've spoken with one voice. I think it's important to emphasize that, but equally I think Harry, and he's talked very openly about this pressures, pressures appearing in front of the media, um, mental illness issues uh, where he's tried to help others and reached out talking about how he suffered after, and in the two decades after his mother's death. So Part of him, especially the part that was linked to military uh, issues, where he, as we know with Invictus, he's done so much. I, I do think there'll be a lot of regret there, but I don't think that they have any second thoughts.
1: And then, final question if down the road, I mean, it probably would never happen, but if down the road they wanted to reverse their decision and become working members of the royal family again, Is that even a possibility anymore, or is it it once you're out, you're out?
2: Oh, the Queen has, I think, made it clear that uh, he always, I think the Queen has made it absolutely clear that they would always be welcome back if they had a change of heart. I don't think anybody sees any chance of it, but it is always a remote possibility, and if it happened, I think that the royal family would be delighted. Yeah.
1: Well, Richard, thank you so much for taking so much time and speaking with us today. This was wonderful and some great insight. We really appreciate
2: it. it a great pleasure, anytime.
1: Well, certainly a lot of interesting tidbits and insight from Richard there. And, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. Maybe they will come back in the future. I don't think so. But like he said, I think the Queen's door is always open. Yeah,
0: you never know. They've got, I'm sure, very long lives ahead of them with all the mm. organic vegan food that they love right.
1: to eat. So, much. so anything could happen. Anything could happen. Well, moving on to our royal history moment of the week, and it's hard to believe that it's been ten years since Duchess Kate completed her first ever royal engagement. Yeah, I, I mean, it's nuts. It's been ten years. It's crazy and it's so cute and
0: funny what her first engagement was. It was a lifeboat naming ceremony and she like sprinkled the champagne on the lifeboat and everything, or I guess she didn't sprinkle it on it, right. but, you know, she did the christening that they do in movies and everything. Really a
1: sweet looking event definitely and then you know they said a lot of preparations went into her her first royal engagement she did it with William so it was the two of them together but yeah it's hard to believe that uh, it's been 10 years since since, uh, she's been a a working member of the royal family
0: right and it's crazy to see how she has evolved and grown in Mm -hmm. that role because you know this is she did, didn't even go by herself to Chris in a lifeboat. <laughs> right. and now she's basically like the superstar of the family, I would say.
1: Yeah, so. a, a lot has changed in a decade. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we have to check in on our royal kids in our pint-sized palace. And I love this. Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank introduced their new bundle of joy to the world. So what did they name their new baby boy? They named him August Philip Hawk Brooksbank. I like it. I like it. And it seems like a lot of people were like, oh, is August a royal name? But it seems like it was a great, 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 great grandfather or something like that. (laughs) Right. So
0: August is from Eugenie's family Mm -hmm. and the Hawk is from Jack's family. So they both went back about four generations and
1: mushed it together. And the Philip obviously is for Prince Philip. Yeah. I love it. It's a great name. They look like a really happy little family and uh, we wish them the best because the first few months aren't so easy. So (laughs) hopefully that they are settling into newborn life. And it seems like I'm sure a lot of the royals have sent them well wishes and kind of maybe Kate's been giving some advice as well. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Royally Us. Molly, thank you so much. Thank you, Christina. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we will see you guys next week.